A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw him, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, My Lord, if I find favor with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread that you may refresh yourselves, and after that you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. So they said, Do as you have said. And Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of choice flour, knead it, and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant who hastened to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, Where is your wife Sarah? And he said, There in the tent. Then one said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife Sarah shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent entrance behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. It had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I have grown old and my husband is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At the set time I will return to you in due season, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, Oh yes, you did laugh. I reached a kind of tipping point when I turned age 60. Honestly, I was dreading it. 40 was a big one. And my wife will confirm that turning 50 was even more traumatic. So I was sure I was going to have a complete meltdown at age 60. However, much to my surprise, that did not happen. In fact, I can honestly say for the first time in my life, I am truly enjoying my age and learning to live in the moment. Stop and think about it. When we were children and teenagers, we constantly wished we were older. How old are you, little Johnny? I'm six and a half. I can't wait until I'm 16 and I can drive a car. I can't wait until I'm 21 so I can drink legally. Once we became adults, that all changed. No more fractions, thank you very much. Rather, when we became older, we hung on to those whole numbers for dear life. For years, I would wake up in the morning of November 15th, and my wife would roll over in bed and smile and say, Happy birthday, honey to which I would roll my eyes and reply, not so fast. It says on my birth certificate that I was born at 10.59 p.m. So truth be told, we have a hard time getting older in this country. We do everything we can to ignore it or to slow it down. And yet eventually it will happen to us all. One day we will wake up and discover that no matter how much we exercise or how much face cream we smear on, our bodies are no longer el dente. So aging truly is an adventure. 
Enter Abraham and Sarah. One fine morning, three strangers, that is, three undercover angels, pay them a surprise visit. In keeping with Hebrew tradition, Abraham provides them lavish hospitality on the patio behind his tent. And then it happened, after they had lunch, one of them looked at old Abraham and said, I will return to you in due season, and your wife Sarah shall have a son. At which point Sarah, listening from inside the tent, laughs out loud. Now this story is the Old Testament equivalent of Mary's Annunciation. A baby at age 90 is impossible, so who can blame her? After hearing the news, Sarah laughs so loud her guests can hear her in the next room. And then she says the exact same thing that Mary did. How can this be? So what's going on here? What's the point of this little story? If we interpret it literally, then it is reduced to a 3,000-year-old miracle story that doesn't have much practical application for our lives. However, if we embrace it as metaphor, all that changes. Suddenly it becomes the Bible's way of teaching us how to age gracefully, which I propose is a three-stage process. Lament, laughter, and legacy. Lament is being completely honest with ourselves and others about growing older, and that's not easy. It's not easy because it always involves letting go and moving on at some level. It's growing up and letting go as a parent so our children can grow up. It's allowing our children to take healthy risks, allowing them to experience not only winning but also failure. Healthy lament is finally realizing that it might be a good idea to move the bedroom downstairs or limit our driving to daylight hours. Healthy lament is letting go of who we once were so we can fully embrace who we are now, so we can live in the moment, and the result can be a kind of spiritual rebirth. Recently, I discovered a poet who I love. Her name is Robin Morgan. She is 80 years old. A few years ago, she was diagnosed with Parkinson's. That forced her to take a long, hard look at her life. And as a result, she's written a number of great poems about aging. When asked about her poetry, she describes it as the distillation of words into essence. Poetry is the distillation of words into essence. And then she says this. Growing older is the exact same process. To age is to grow smaller. And yet, at the same time, our spirit, our essence, grows larger. She concludes with these words. We are not diminished by age. Rather, we are distilled by it, and our true essence is revealed. And I love the person that I am being distilled into. So what about you? Do you love the person that you are being distilled into? I am reminded of an article in the New York Times by John Leland titled, Do You Want to Be Happy? Then Think Like an Old Person. Leland writes the following, 
Three years ago, I started following the lives of six New Yorkers over the age of 85, one of the fastest-growing age groups in America. The articles began the way most stories about older people do, with the fears and hardships of aging. The fall in the kitchen, an achy leg that did not get better, days sequestered into nights without human contact, Articles about how they lived through, and some were still challenged by money problems, medical problems, and the narrowing of life's movements. And then he says this. But as the series went along, a different story began to emerge. When the elders described their lives, they focused not on their declining abilities, rather on the things they could still do and the things they still found rewarding. And their stories were actually consistent with research. Because they live in the moment, they actually reported higher levels of contentment and well-being than teenagers and young adults. No, it wasn't all rosy. They had all experienced loss and survived. And yes, they were not always gleeful. But they were resilient and not paralyzed by the challenges that came their way. They were resilient and not paralyzed by the challenges that came their way. That is why I love the photo I posted on the webpage next to this sermon link. I invite you to take a look at it now. Behold a modern-day Abraham and Sarah, two elderly people wading into the ocean with their canes. Now, when I look at that photo, I am reminded of what a very wise senior once said to me, Richard, the key to life, the key to growing older is to wear out and not rust out. But even more, when I look at that photo, I see resilience. I see distillation and essence. I see the immortality of the human spirit. Now, wouldn't you love to know what they're saying to each other? I'm guessing something like this. What were we thinking? Or now what? Or the woman looking at her husband and saying, thank God I talked you out of wearing your Speedo. Lament is being completely honest with ourselves and others about growing older. And healthy, honest lament always involves laughter. I love the way Kurt Vonnegut put it. True terror is to wake up one morning and discover that your high school class is running the country. Or this from Will Rogers. We could certainly slow down the aging process if it had to work its way through Congress. Or if you prefer the Bible from the book of Proverbs. Gray hair is the crown of glory. I love that. Gray hair is the crown of glory. The three L's, lament. Can a 100-year-old man father a child? Can a 90-year-old woman give birth? Laughter. Sarah laughed to herself. She named her son Isaac, which means laughter. And my favorite line in the passage, Sarah exclaims, God has brought laughter to me. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. We've all been doing a lot more texting and emailing since coronavirus hit. People are sending around all kinds of inspirational quotes. 
And at the same time, I have noticed that it is the elderly by far who are sending me things that make me laugh out loud. Stop and think about that. The highest risk group is getting through this by laughing in the moment. God has brought laughter to me. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. Lament, laughter, and finally, number three, legacy. After the birth of Isaac, of laughter, Sarah and Abraham gave birth to a nation, to a biblical legacy that literally changed the world. Legacy is what we contribute to our children, our grandchildren, our religion, our culture, and our world. It is what obituaries are made of. Legacy is what gives our life a happy ending. So ask yourself this morning, do you want to be happy? Do you want to grow old gracefully? If so, then I invite you to start thinking about your legacy right now, no matter what your age is. Because the truth is, the older we get, the less it is about us. So with this in mind, I offer the following developmental formula which I believe is a Richard original. The day we are born, it is truly all about us 100%. We are little birds in a nest with our mouths wide open. However, as we grow older, the percentage shifts. When we are 10 years old, we are beginning to see clearly how our actions impact our siblings and our friends. So by age 10, it's 90% about us and 10% about our peers. When we reach our 20s, it's 80% about us and 20% about others. When we turn 30, it's 70% about us and 30% about the greater world. And when we turn 50 years old, it is 50-50. 50% about ourselves and 50% about the legacy that we are going to leave. Now, what happens next is something that many people fail to grasp. And as a result, they are miserable in their old age. After 50, we reach a tipping point, And the percentages actually reverse. So if you are in your 60s like me, then 60% of your life should be about legacy and only 40% about you personally. And if you're in your 80s, that's 80% legacy and just 20% about you. Maybe that's why we read that Abraham was 100 years old when Isaac was born. Maybe that's a metaphor for his legacy, that going forward his life was 100% about others, a life distilled into pure essence, the essential love of community and religion and country and world.
us pray. Praise be to you, O God, for this beautiful new day, for a warm home and warm relationships, for another day to laugh and lament as we continue our life journeys, for another day to lean forward into the legacy of our life. Grant us the faith to do this, Lord. Help us to create a lasting legacy in our life by embodying the legacy of Christ. May we devote a percentage of our lives, our time, talent, and treasure to his legacy of peace and hope and love on this earth. A legacy that includes visible acts of justice and mercy for all your children, but also a legacy of invisible prayer for their wholeness and their well-being. Hear us now as we pray from the silence of our own hearts for all of them. We pray for all those with cancer and coronavirus and other illnesses, for all those that suffer in mind and body and spirit. And finally, for all those listening right now who cry out silently at this very moment for your steadfast mercy and grace and healing. Be with them, O God, and all of us. All we ask in Christ's name. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace and joy and love and laughter. Amen.